Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, I keep getting your emails, and I find this thing. Yeah. Recorded live. A-U-N, American Underground Network. The primary reason why the individual citizens of a country create a political structure is a subconscious wish or desire to perpetuate their own dependency relationship of childhood. Simply put, they want a human God to eliminate all risk from their life. Pat them on the head, kiss their bruises, put a chicken on every dinner table, clothe their bodies, tuck them into bed at night, and tell them that everything will be all right when they wake up in the morning. This public demand is incredible, so the human god, the politician, meets incredibility with incredibility by promising the world and delivering nothing. So who is the bigger lie, the public or the godfather? All revolutions have been led by young people. If you just think of the TV images of whether it's Tiananmen Square or whether it's the uh, revolts in Central America or Europe, it's the young people, it's the college people who are more principled and not locked in and they're not embedded with the government. They are the ones who are concerned about the future because the future is theirs. My research has shown at this point that the future laid out for us may be just about impossible to change. I do not agree with the means by which the powerful few have chosen for us to reach the end. I do not agree that the end is where we should end at all. But unless we can wake the people from their sleep, nothing short of civil war will stop the planned outcome. It's the National Collective Consciousness Show with Dee Dee Farrell in Portland, Oregon, Jim Condit Jr. in Cincinnati, Ohio, Steve Harris in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, live from Evanston, Illinois, your host, Fred Smart. Hey, welcome back, everyone. One year ago today, the Cubs won the World Series. And yesterday, the Houston Astros won from the great state of Texas. Uh, we have uh, Charles Lingerfeld, our, our special guest tonight. Uh, our true patriot, I hope he's on the call right now, but I'm just introducing him. Uh, he'll be calling in any minute now if he's not on already. But Charles has been an avid supporter of, of Dr. Ron Paul, uh, the Republican Party, the conservative movement, a, a libertarian uh, party, and uh, he's been extremely active in politics, has ran, ran for, for Congress to uh, at the local level, you know, in his district many times. And uh, he's got tr- huge connections to the uh, Kurdistan, which is a not a country, but it's a unique uh, place in, uh, in the area around I- I- Iran and Iraq. 
that is under a, a political cloud. Uh, the Iranians and the Iraqis are are seeking to uh, oppress and destroy the Kurdish people. Uh, and uh, Charles will be coming on the call here, hopefully any second, because he was just uh, just on Facebook saying he would call in just a few minutes ago. Uh, but many been we'll wait for Charles to call in, and I may have to reintroduce him. But yes, a year ago the Cubs won the World Series. It was a great series between the Astros and um, the Los Angeles Dodgers, and um, we're uh, kind of rolling through this Halloween week. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been following, but the uh, Harvey Weinstein effect continues to ripple uh, its way through our world. I mean, so many people are are feeling empowered and encouraged to put their voices, pen to pencil, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, uh, calling various newspapers and, and getting their stories. In some cases, it's graphic detail of stories of, of sexual abuse, uh, deprivation and, and things like this over the years. Uh, and it's not just Hollywood. It involves, you know, many, many industries, but pedophilia, sexual abuse, these, these just evil, evil people have been just running, running amok through our world and, and getting away with it. And uh, it's just nice to see and feel and, and see evidence of these examples of of empowered spirits uh, rising up, so to speak, and, and putting their voices out there. Uh, uh, is, is Charles on right now? He, not not yet, not not yet, Fred. But I wanted to say, what's with the Harvey yeah. thing? Uh, the Hurricane Harvey, Harvey Weinstein, Harvey Patterson. Oh, it, it, oh yeah, <laughs> it, it's weird. <laughs> you know, that's interesting. Hurricane Harvey, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Harvey Pat, the guy that they go, no, wait a minute, wait, well, what was the hurricane in, in Houston? Was that Harvey? Yeah. Isn't that something? <laughs> yeah, and then in Las Vegas, the fake, the fake shooter at Las Vegas, the one that actually got murdered before anybody was shot. But, yeah, and then, um, yeah, uh, Weinstein, it's all on the Harveys, and there's been three of them. Wait, that was Stephen Paddock. Stephen Paddock. Oh, Paddock. Well, who's the other Harvey that they're – there's another Harvey in the news. I got it wrong. I can't think of who it is. Anyway. Yeah. There were three Harveys because I saw somebody speak on that. <laughs> I'm getting the wrong Harvey. Yeah, wow. Stephen Patterson. Yeah. But anyway. And then the Astros win the game. So go on, Fred. I just I thought of that Harvey thing. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, Ron Paul, Dr. Paul, is from Houston, the 14th Congressional District down there. So, yeah, that's kind of interesting. The hurricane hit Houston. Uh, Hurricane Harvey, Harvey Weinstein, it was outed, sending ripple effects, almost like a hurricane through the collective consciousness of, of so many people, empowering them to rise up. So I don't know. Maybe you got something there, Judy. I don't know. <laughs> could, could, it be, could, it, could, it, could it be that, Al Jordan, could it be that we allegedly live in a democratic egalitarian society, and yet... All of our business is done from a dictatorship level. Every single business. You make a mistake, and the, and the executives take you out. And it doesn't yeah. have anything to do with the political process. You're just simply gone. So it seems to me that 99% of our time, we operate in a dictatorship. 1% of the time, we pretend to live in, a, in, a, in an egalitarian society. 
And then we wonder why certain people have all the power and others have nothing. Right? Um, I just, I probably shouldn't even tell you about this, but I'll tell you anyway. Yeah. Um, everybody knows about the, the, uh, the, the Corolla and the, and the Toyota recall for the, for the Takata bags, right? Uh-huh. Right? Well, no, no. No, uh, Al, Al, your your car story, that could take a whole two hours. <laughs> I guess Charles is, do and Charles is on now with us. Oh, Charles, I'm done. Talk oh, to some other day. Save that out no, no, for no, after no. show. Hang on, hang yeah, on, we want to hear it. <laughs> we'll have some back and forth after Charles' presentation is over. Charles, thank you for coming back on the call, on the show. Hey, Fred, how are you doing? How are you doing? I was about to introduce you. I was in the middle of... I was trying to get the introduction in, and I, I mentioned uh, you've been on a call a few times in the past, and you're from the great state of Texas. The Houston yes. Astros just won. Uh, Houston is the, uh, uh, Dr. Ron Paul's 14th congressional district. And yes. a year ago today, the Cubbies, my our beloved Cubbies up here won, and yesterday yes. the Astros won. And uh, we're in interesting times. Uh, we're talking about the outing of uh, all these uh, just just crazy people who who have been abusing and using for their own sexual pleasure, little boys, girls, upcoming actor, actresses, in every industry, it seems, seems like uh, these people have been wow. running amok for so many years, and uh, there seems to be a rising up of the, uh, the voice, uh, the empowered uh, voice of, of the of the individual, so to speak, you know, the, right. the free individual that right. wants to express freely uh, the truth. And uh, you have right. been standing up for the Kurds uh, for many years, one of the co-founders of the Kurdish American School. You uh, Last month or in August, I think, uh, or maybe it was September, you went all the way to Kurdistan uh, to, and, 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 and shared some goodwill with those folks. Tell us what I the expression is going on over there in, in it's not a country it's a it's a it's a geographic region and a people right. who, are, who have been uh they're almost like an anomaly but they are unique uh a, a social socio uh historical uh group of people they call themselves kurds yes they do let me give you a little background uh, kurdistan as you said is not a country it is a uh, it's known since 2006 as KRG Kurdish Regional Government or Kurdish Regional Autonomy. And prior to that, uh, in 2003, our troops went over uh, to Kurd to Iraq, and uh, uh, for good or 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 bad uh, to the Kurds, they would say it was good because it removed a dictator from them who was oppressing them and slaughtering them, gassing them, murdering them, pushing them over in huge holes, clothing and all, and covering them with dirt for many years because he was intimidated by by the Kurds. You're talking about and Saddam, so, Saddam Hussein. Saddam, Saddam Hussein is correct. Uh, he was evil and... Uh, uh, the Kurds hated him, and he hated the Kurds. But uh, not only do Kurds live there in uh, they are in the Kurdish regional uh, autonomy, 
uh, the Assyrians, uh, who are a Christian uh, Coptic uh, uh, dialect or church, uh, live there as well. And then the, the Yazidi live there, and, and their only temple uh, is in northern Iraq, uh, situated north and east of Duhuk, uh, which is the city where I go. And uh, I, I first met the Kurds in 1987, became friends with them here in North Dallas. Uh, prior to that, I didn't know who the Kurds were. I sat down by the swimming pool and listened to their story. They told me about the Kurds and their dilemma, and uh, I became educated. And so I became friends with them. And 19 years later, in 2006, I was given the wonderful opportunity of going over with my friend Don English and starting and founding the Kurdish American School in the city of the Hook. We went there and founded the school with 81 students. Most wow. of them were Kurdish students, and uh, but some were Assyrian and a handful were uh, Yazidi. And so they all know me, and I've befriended them. Uh, I've been able to sit down at the table with them. They know I'm a Christian man, and that doesn't bother them at all. They have for years lived in that area of northern Iraq, and they've gotten along with Jews. They've gotten along with Christians. They've gotten along with the Yazidi. They've gotten along with ev- uh, everyone because they just they had to learn how to live together. Uh, in peace and uh, and security to protect one another, and that's how they made it through the years. And since then, since 2006, I've gone back, uh, usually about twice a year, but it's been 18 times since. And wow. recent, recent, wow. yeah, I've gone back 18 times since 2006 because I have a heart of love for those people, and they are very dear to me. And uh, in reality, uh, I am very dear to them, too, and I love and appreciate that very much. And so September the 18th, I went back over. Um, I had to fly from uh, DFW to Doha, and Doha have a layover there, Doha, Qatar, and um, and then from Doha to Erbil. And then... uh, while I was over there, I rested up a few days, and on the 25th of uh, September, they had the vote of referendum, as you know, which is which was the vote for to proclaim their independence and start debate and talk with the other two segments in Iraq, the Sunnis and the Shia, uh, to begin the debate uh, for their independence. Uh, the vote turned out to be 92.7% for independence, yes, and mm-hmm. uh, a very small minority of negative votes. Um, but uh, the premier or the prime minister of Iraq didn't like it at all, and for over a year, uh, maybe a couple years, there has been this uh, segment of Iranians in there, the Iranian Quds forces that uh, 
uh, Baghdad has been listening to uh, their Shia, and um, and they have been controlling Baghdad, and so now they're in control, and so they made their move against Kirkuk. That was their first move, and um, and began to slay and kill and slaughter, behead oh a few of people, and and that's what they're doing now. And so they've taken over. The Iranians have now claimed and flying their flag in Sulaymaniyah, which was a very free part of Kurdistan. And uh, it is said today more than 200,000 people from Sulaymaniyah and Kirkuk are displaced because of these actions against, uh, against the Kurdish people. And uh, anyone who knows the Kurdish people, it breaks your heart uh, what is happening. Uh, I don't like to show uh, uh, bloody pictures on my Facebook page, but I'm showing yeah. them. I decided today I was going to show them because we're trying to get the attention of the current administration to let them know that this is what's happening uh, and it is because the Iranian Quds forces are in there, uh, the uh, IGRC, and uh, they are controlling the situation. And their ultimate objective is to take over every bit of Iraq if it means totally annihilating and murdering and slaughtering people to get them out of the way, the Kurds, the Syrians, uh, Christians, Yazidi, whomever. Uh, all the way to the Mediterranean, that's their goal, and so they, they're pushing it. We've got to somehow get the attention of uh, President Trump and his administration, and uh, we have got to let him know exactly what is happening, the murder and the slaughterings against the Kurds, because it is awesome. It is terrible. It, it, it goes against uh, the... Uh, parliamentary procedures and laws that were set in force after our military was over there in 2003 and, and forward, mm -hmm. 2006 and 7. It goes mm -hmm. against laws that are in place. Uh, but as you know, when you have uh, people like uh, uh, those uh, Iraqis now that are very filled with hate and mm -hmm. uh, uh, Iranians, uh, they don't abide the law. You know, it's kind of like uh, the gun uh, situation in America. When uh, when the guns are taken away, only the lawless will have will have guns, and and uh, that's what's happened over there. It's it's horrible, and uh, uh, it breaks my heart. So that's a little oh, bit of the background uh, uh, pertaining to me and my my situation. Um, I had to, uh, while I was going there, the prime minister closed down uh, of Iraq, closed down all of the airspace in Iraq. So therefore, and he, and he declared that no incoming flights would be coming in or going out of Erbil, which was the de facto capital of uh, Kurdistan. Uh, and uh, so my ticket that I had already purchased from Erbil to Doha was canceled mm -hmm. because they had to move they had to move their jets out and not fly back in and so it, uh, for 48 hours it put me in a, a strain of a situation and so I just stayed in my hotel room 
and uh, was calling and talking with my wife, and she was talking to the airlines, Qatar Airlines, and uh, they said that the only way they could honor and would change my ticket, uh, they would change it one time, and that would be if I purchased a ticket from uh, Erbil, 48 hours later, the Iraqi prime minister said, uh, well, he will permit open the airspace and he will permit Iraqi airlines to go into Erbil, but that's the only airlines he will permit going in. And so that gave me a window of opportunity to purchase a ticket over there from Erbil to Baghdad, which is, uh, I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to go to Baghdad. I have for years avoided going there um, because it's very unsafe for Americans and and you definitely don't drive down that road to Baghdad. You don't drive uh, at all because you're and then they would be hijacked uh, and shot, and everything that you had in the car would be taken. <laughs> that's right. It would yeah. have been, Fred. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I made it back, and uh, they changed the ticket and uh, gave me a ticket from Baghdad. Uh, they advised me not to leave the airport once I got to Baghdad, stay inside, which is what I did. And um, uh, so I stayed inside and uh, made a connection uh, within the next 24 hours to uh, with Qatar Airlines. They got me out of Baghdad, back to Doha, and I never missed my flight coming back to USA. Back to Dallas. Oh my gosh! Wow, what an adventure! Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, man. You know when you love when you love people, sometimes and you really give them your heart. Sometimes it, you have to pay a price, and sometimes your your love for the people is is tried. And uh, but you know I've always believed that God's had His hand on me and will take care of me. And uh, so I'm still believing that, and and uh, I don't believe that God that God is finished with me yet. I think I'll uh, have a few trips back over, and I'll I'll be able to accomplish um, my my next objective was to go back over in March of 2018 and establish two more schools, um, one in Sulaimania wow. and one in Erbil. But Suleimania now is out if Iran continues to control that area. I won't go there at all. Um, so, um, and they pushed their way up. Uh, today I heard from a friend who's a pathologist there in uh, uh, Erbil. He called me uh, on uh, by video and spoke with me, and then he said that, um, there are Iranian Quds forces within 50 kilometers of the city of Erbil. And um, so far, we are protected by Peshmerga. Uh, Peshmerga is the military arm of uh, Kur- of the Kurds. Uh, but they find sometimes there are those Peshmergas that have uh, been shot, maybe wounded, and once they get a hold of them, they're just uh, their video of them where they stab them in the neck repeatedly. Some of them have oh, to be headed, oh my God. and uh, it's a really horrible, bloody, bloody, bloody uh, oh, video. God. So I'm just I'm just praying and hoping that God will somehow miraculously 
helped me through a few friends to get in to with some Kurdish friends to speak with um, the Secretary of State and or President Trump and really educate him on what is really happening. I don't know that he knows what truly is happening over there right now, uh, but I know there are some of my friends who know about it, and we can educate him. And uh, I don't know what the outcome is, but I know that we just cannot stand by and allow another massacre of uh, an innocent uh very peace-loving people. The Kurds are the Kurds love America. They've been our boots on the ground fighting against ISIS, and they've uh, totally been with us and supported us. And we just we cannot backstab them right now. We just cannot do it. We've got to we've got to stand with them against Iran. And really, it goes back to the sign you see with President Reagan when he when he went into office and he was firm with the Iranians. And he told them, uh, I don't know the words verbatim, but uh, you'll let our people go or you'll suffer the price. And once he got in and was sworn in as president, they uh, they, uh, they released the hostages. Go. They did after 444 days. They sure did. So they they only know how to react to force, and uh, they're not going to. Uh, they're not going to bend and bow to a wimp. And that's what they did for eight years with um, uh, Mr. Obama. And so um, that's that's uh, that's where we are right now, Fred. Charles, how big, how many, what's the population of the Kurdish people? Any rough, rough ideas or estimates? Yes, uh, around the world, uh, not only in the Middle East, uh, which includes uh, southeastern Turkey, northeastern uh, Syria, KRG. There are there are many Kurds still in Iran, and uh, but in Europe, in Asia, in Canada, and the United States, it is estimated there are between 30 and 50 million Kurds. Uh, wow, that is a big yeah. that's a big number. I didn't realize it was that yeah. big. And most people don't realize it's that that number is that large, uh, Fred. They really wow. don't realize it's that large. And so um, you can, you, and can what, you realize what, 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 what language is? Do they have a unique language, uh, Charles, or what? What do they? What do they, they do over there? Um, mostly, um, the, the Kurds are very educated. They speak at yeah. least five languages, but their own language is Baidini. And uh, Sorani. Sorani has been a little more difficult for me to learn, and so I haven't. Uh, it's a big challenge to me, but I stick with Baidini, and so all of them know Baidini and Sorani as well. So I concentrate when I go there uh, on what little language I know, and I always have a very good uh, um, college student with me that oh, that's uh, is an interpreter. And um, and uh, most of my interpreters have served with the United States military. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you a, sw- a sweet story. Just I'll make it quick. One no, of my students right in the Kurdish American school in Dehuk, his name is Nihad, and uh, he attended all my classes in 2007, my government classes, my English classes. He could speak English at the time. 
but he attended all of my English classes and uh, government classes, and uh, I taught a course in uh, um, the Constitution as it relates to a constitutional republic. And uh, most of those students want to attend. If an American is teaching this class, uh, they want to attend every class that you teach. And so they're oh, devoted wow. to you. And so at the end of the, the time frame, I always award them a certificate of completion signed by me and a member of the uh, Board of Education of uh, the KRG and uh, uh, a member uh, from the University of the Hook because I work hand-in-hand with them. Well, oh, that's great. Uh, Nihad, when he graduated uh, in the summertime, um, I had left about uh, March sometime after the classes were, were over that session. And he took the, uh, he wanted to work as an interpreter with our United States Army. And he took the certificate and went out to Mosul, uh, rented a taxi, and had the taxi driver take him to Mosul to meet mm-hmm. with a uh, U- U.S. Army major. Oh, and, man. Uh, <laughs> and it That's came time exciting. for him to go in. Yeah, it is. It came time for him to go in and meet the major. And so he goes in and he has his uh, manila folder full of all of his uh, uh, information. And one of those uh, pieces of information was the diploma that I had given him uh, after he completed all my courses. And so in the uh, conversation, the major began to ask him questions. And he said, uh, 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 Nihat, uh now, do you know this? Uh, I see you have uh, an instructor, uh, Mr. Charles Lingerfeld from Dallas, Texas. Do you do you know him? Do you know Mr. Lingerfeld? And he says, well, yes, I do. He was my teacher. And he says, um, you know him personally? And he says, yes. Uh, he talks <laughs> classes every day. And um, he said, uh, is this the Mr. Charles Lingerfeld from Dallas, Texas? And he says, yes, he's from Dallas, Texas. He said, I'm going to hire you right now because Mr. Charles was my principal when I was in high school before I joined Are you kidding me? Whoa! <laughs> when Neon told me that, uh, Major Tommy, that was something else. Oh, my God. What a uh, small world. What a small world, yes. And so uh, wow. we still have that connection connection okay charles trump just switching gears here uh release the jfk tapes or or, or the or the last i'm i there could be 180 or 200 that are going to be released later on but uh the redacted version of those has already been released uh they may be unredacted in 180 days or whatever what what's the feeling that you have over this whole thing is it is this just uh I mean, Trump is making waves. You got to give him credit. Yeah, he is. He is really. I feel like uh, by now, you know, of course, we never would have wanted an American president shot and killed like uh, John F. Kennedy was. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, the the Dallasites people always feel here in Dallas and surrounding areas 
we're always saddened that that stain is upon our city, uh, mm-hmm. and we have to we've had to deal with it for years. Uh, mm-hmm. But our feeling here, and my my personal feeling is that we've we've gone so many years now from 1963 to 2017. I believe every every one of them ought to be released, all the information, and let let the chips fall where they may. And and if you can prove that the government or CIA or whomever whomever was involved in that, I just think that it ought to come out uh, decades later. It ought to come out. every Everything from A to Z ought to come out by now, and, uh, and it ought to be exposed uh, because, as you know, uh, uh, wherever there is darkness, you can flip on a little small flashlight and darkness yeah. disappears. So um, turn on the light. And let's see what happens. And uh, if all the cockroaches begin to spread and run, and uh, uh, you know scatter all over the place, then then uh, chase them down, catch them, and prosecute them. And and uh, and <laughs> some of them need to go before a firing squad. I don't pull any punches, you know. I yeah, I think that. Uh, I, I, I listened to what he had to say today about the guy who mowed down those uh, people on bicycles up there in New York yep. City and uh, killed eight innocent lives. And um, you know, I just I don't have it doesn't bother me at all for him to say that uh, the guy's a rat or whatever he called him, and he ought to face the death penalty. You know, I yep. just kind of feel the same way. You know, he took lives. He took innocent lives, and and um, uh, you know, I'm not Old Testament. Uh, life for a life, or a tooth for a tooth, or whatever. But uh, but I believe if you uh, if you take someone's life, you need to you need to face the face the music. That's my personal opinion. Absolutely, uh, and we're going to see more and more of this, Charles. I mean, the, the Las Vegas shootings. Uh, there's so many questions about what happened or didn't happen there, and it just goes right. on and on and on. <laughs> so, right. And uh, I would like to think that uh, Trump. Uh, you know, we all expected you know sessions to be unleashed, but you know they are walking very gingerly, very. Uh, quietly, I mean, it's almost like uh, we'd like to see this Hillary Clinton crime machine completely collapse uh, in, 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 in the flip of a switch. But it takes takes a long period of time uh, well, to, sure to, move these, to move these big, yeah. big, massive, fraudulent. Because uh, it, 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 there, I mean, fifty, sixty, seventy people have died in the wake of this criminal. Clinton criminal syndicate uh, over, the, over the many years. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's been lost on any of these guys. I made a statement on my Facebook uh, not long ago. It seems like every everyone around the Clintons are are liars and killers. You know, mm-hmm. uh, one or both of of those. Uh, there's a the machine. 
uh, that works and and seems like you you get caught and get in the way, uh, like that young man uh, who was shot in the back in Washington D.C. and killed because he was on his on his way Seth to Rich. report. Yes, that's right, Seth. Yeah, that's right. So and uh, and we're, we're we're all wondering why why doesn't Mueller inter- interview anyone like a Julian Assange to figure out wh- where are the goods, what's going on? They they don't touch right. it with a fifty thousand foot pole. I know it. And, and, I know. And, I wonder and, too, Fred. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, and that and Charles. We were commenting before you come on. Came on, uh, you know, the, the the Charlie Weinstein effect. Uh, I mean, it's not just the Catholic Church. These are all, they're pedophiles and people who abuse and rape and pillage uh, innocent uh, children and individuals all over our world. And uh, right. you, you got to be gratified to see some of these voices come out, come out of the woodwork and 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 tweet, Twitter, call up a reporter's number whether it be the New York Times or the L.A. Times or something like that, they, they were being documented, they were being recorded, and uh, it's nice to see that happen. Yeah, it is. It really is, friend. And I hope uh, wherever the darkness is, I hope it's exposed because that's the only right thing to do. And um, when it is, um, you know, in our society – there has been so much darkness that has prevailed all around us and all over us that now it's about time for for the light to shine and and righteousness to shine and there there's a an old verse I think it's in the Old Testament where it says when when the righteous are in rule, the people rejoice and um so it's about time that we turn on the light flip the switch, and expose all of those who have been doing all these harms to the children. And um, whoever they are and wherever they are, expose them, prosecute them, and put them away. And it's all happening because, you know, uh, I don't know if you've seen the uh, – there's a guy up in New York. If you follow Lionel, Lionel Nation – do you follow that guy on YouTube, Lionel? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he talks about the 100th monkey effect as it relates to Bill Cosby in 2010, 11, 12, or whatever it was. Uh, a comedian uh, uh, in a stand-up routine uh, in Philadelphia was just joking about, you know, Bill Cosby and his history of raping women, and he was making a joke out of it. And some lady had her little iPhone going, and uh-huh. she uploaded it to YouTube. And just from that little act of, of uh, iPhoning, videoing this guy, stand-up comedian's uh, comic act about joking about uh-huh. Bill Cosby raping children or raping women over many you know decades. Right. Uh, within about a month, 20, 30, 40, 50 women came out. And, and they all lined up. They all took a picture together, and 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 it just the, the whole house of cards tumbled for Bill Cosby, yeah. almost like flipping a switch. I don't know if you remember that. I I, I do remember that, and she, uh, I remember uh, hearing of that, and 
she was the one that flipped the switch and turned the uh, turned the flashlight on, right? <laughs> yeah, that was it. And she exposed, had a phone yeah. on. Yep. Yeah. Well, I so, say thank uh, God for her. Yep. Uh, well, anyway, uh, Charles, you're. you're uh, uh, I know you're busy, but we we like to open it up for comments and questions. If there's anybody on this call, we're going to let Charles go in a few minutes here. But if you have any questions or comments you'd like to ask Charles, Charles, is there a website for your school in Kurdistan or, or anything we can go to? Uh, just uh, a, a, not a website yet. Uh, okay, uh, there will be. But if they uh, want to look me up on Facebook, I. I run everything through Facebook. And, through Facebook, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Facebook. They can know all about me and all about school. There's a Facebook page about KAS, International Curtis American School, and okay. they can find it there. And um, so uh, any information, uh, they can also send an uh, email. My personal email is Charles Lingerfelt. Seven five three three six at gmail dot com. Uh, they can email me. Um, I don't mind you giving out my my phone number, my cell phone number, if they actually want to call and talk. Um, they can send a message to my Facebook in, inbox. Sure. I'm open. And, 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 and uh, Charles, Charles is very active on Facebook. Everyone, if you, if you send him a message, he will respond pretty quickly. Yeah. So yeah, thank you very much. And uh, so Charles Lingerfeld at seven five three three. Uh, Charles Lingerfeld seven five three three at Gmail. Three six three six. Seven. Fred, I'm sorry. Yeah, seven five three three six. Three three seven five three three six. Oh, three three yeah. six. Okay. <laughs> at gmail dot com. Just just uh, yeah, just right. your first and last name. Connected three three six at gmail dot com. Yeah, that's my zip code at my post office box. So uh, the other email got uh, full with about two hundred fifty thousand emails, and oh, I, don't I had blame to create you. another. I had to create another uh, Gmail account. So Charles Lingerfelt seven five three three six at gmail dot com, and okay. uh, I will respond. I will answer. So, sounds good. Yeah, we uh, Charles, this is Dee Dee Farrell. I'm one of your Facebook friends. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, from a, a network. And I just want to say how proud I am to know you. You've done such amazing work. Your story is so compelling, and you have such a sweet heart. I, uh, well, I'm very impressed by the effort you've made on behalf of your, your fellow humans. It's um, really inspiring, and I'm so glad you finally came on and uh, got to uh, talk to us again. It's been quite a while, and it's I know been you've a while, seen yeah. Them. yeah, it has. But um, uh, I always keep track of you on Facebook, and I know you have a lot of friends on there. But occasionally, I'll make a like or a comment, and I always appreciate what you're doing so much. Um, our uh, one of our regulars, Dixie, has unmuted. I think she has something she wants to say as well. Okay. All right. Oh. Hi, Charles, um, Hi. and thank you so much for everything you're doing, but I wanted to ask you uh, on this topic of how to get this information to President Trump. Several months ago, I actually sent him an email on the whitehouse.gov, and it actually got through because he responded to me, 
However, about three weeks ago, I sent him another letter, and now I've been blocked from getting through to him, and that was prior to the release of the JFK files. And knowing who was behind all that, I'm kind of wondering if they're not keeping him from getting information that's needed. Perhaps that major might be able to get through some somehow. That's just a suggestion. Okay. Uh, I, I think I can identify with what you're uh, saying because before he actually was sworn in as president, I sent... I was able to call New York City uh, at the Trump Tower and get a hold of two different fax numbers. And I faxed um, both, uh, I faxed some, uh, some faxes to both fax numbers and, uh, it, and those faxes got through. I didn't get a response back from those, but, um, and then I called uh, uh, the White House because what I wanted to do at that time was offer myself as um, as an individual who could uh, be an uh, emissary, uh, what I named it, uh, from from the White House to Kurdistan, and um, I feel like that that email was blocked as well. And um, I feel like that I got the runaround uh, totally in that situation. And um, and then now my only leg that I can lean on is through a friend here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area who knows a man in his church who is actually a personal friend to Donald Trump and has his own personal number. And that's what I'm trying to go through now is to... Uh, have coffee with these two men, and uh, uh, let the the man who who knows Donald Trump personally. I've even talked with, uh, not I haven't talked with him, but I've sent a message through the secretary uh, of the pastor at First Baptist Church, Dr. Robert Jeffries, and he may be a way that I can get through um, because he knows me and knows that I've run for office. Um, I ran for Congress in a Democrat-controlled district this last, uh, in 2014, and uh, uh, it was very difficult to unseat that Democrat. Her, her name was Eddie Bernice Johnson. She's a, a very, um, she's African-American and uh, very controlled uh, by the Democrat Party, and uh, so I didn't uh, win. I didn't unseat her. But just this week, uh, Fred, uh, yeah. uh, Congressman Jeb Henseling has announced that he's not going to seek re-election. And I live next door to that Congressional District 5, and so I've just announced this week that I'm going to seek that position as Congressman of Congressional District 5 and wow. try to win because I'm very well known in that Republican-controlled district that uh, yeah. it's very, uh, it's been gerrymandered until the Republicans control it. And, and I know the Democrats will want to go after it and try to uh, 
get get a Democrat in there, but they won't win because it's, I know the area. I know yeah. the people, and they know me very well, and uh, I feel like yeah, that Charles, I can, if you get into Congress, win. if you get into Congress, boy, <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, I can I can help the Kurdish people very much. Wow. Uh, then you could do a lot. You could do a lot of good in Congress. Yeah, I sure can. And so I talked with our Dallas County uh, Republican chair about it today. He's uh, very well with me. He says there will probably be some others that will throw their name in. But he says, I can guarantee you, Charles, you'll make a great congressman. And so that was a a very nice compliment from him. And um, I've done done the dirty work. I've I've run the races and... uh, Tried to unseat Democrats have been very difficult. I've tried yeah. to unseat crooks. I mean liars and thugs. And uh, <laughs> have a hold on uh, hold on Dallas County. And uh, yeah. so now I'm going to run in a Republican-controlled congressional district. And I think that I can stand a pretty good chance of winning. And so uh, I just know that my life is in God's hands, and He's yeah. going to take care of me and and uh, he will, uh, this last time when I was over there, uh, Fred, there was a, a uh, um, I'll just be honest with you, there was a little Kurdish woman that came to me, and she had recently uh, prayed and asked God to come into her life in a, in a very personal way, and she accepted Jesus Christ as her personal Savior. And she came wow. to me, and here's what she said, God's going to raise you up, Mr. Charles, and you're going to speak to prime ministers and presidents and kings. That's what she said. And so I just believe that, uh, I just believe that, that little woman gave gave a prophetic voice over my life and I'm going to be faithful to God and uh, and do what I can for the Kurdish people because God has given me a general a genuine love for those people, and I don't believe that that uh, He's through with them yet. I think they they are still in God's hands, and God's going to turn this situation around for the benefit of the Kurds and the people of Kurdistan, and He's going to give them victory one way. Or the other, so uh, uh, it, it may have to. Uh, I mean, you know, he slaughtered many people before by the by the yeah. words out of his mouth, and and Moses stood in a highly predicament uh, kind of a situation at the Red Sea, and the armies behind him, and the mountains on the side, and and God parted the waters and let them go through on dry ground. So. God can work miracles, and I believe that with all my heart. So uh, I'm praying for a miracle for the Kurdish people, and um, because we've seen enough bloodshed, they've suffered for tens of years and hundreds of years. They've yeah. they've they've suffered too much already, and I just I'm praying and believing that God's going to turn it around for their benefit, and and uh, so I believe. Uh, when I contacted um, the White House, um, I believe my uh, uh, 
my my trying of trying to get in touch with uh, uh, President Trump were uh, stalled some way. But here is a man over here in the South Lake who knows him and has his phone number, his personal phone number, has known him for years as a businessman, and can give him a personal call and say and tell him I've got a friend I want you to talk to, and I believe sure. that might happen. So. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. Well, everyone, let's pray for Charles and for that to happen. Uh, for the hand of God to be on Charles for this cause, for this purpose, for this higher power. I, 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 I think we all feel this on the call right now, Charles. There's something big. There's something powerful that could happen here. Uh, as, so. You know, it, it's it's uh, it's like the antithetical. Uh, you know, picture of everything they're trying to shove us down our throats about terror right. and ISIS and everything else, divide and conquer. Here's here's a, a very, uh, you know, uh, the Kurds seem to be just really, truly blessed, uh, genuine people for the love of, of, of neighbors and for love of life and, and liberty and, and, uh, and very accepting that they had to live with all of these different types of people around there and they're being their 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 future their voices are being extinguished and they're being threatened right so right. Uh, and no media is covering this right charles there's no media you're right on this story. no media is covering it i thought today you know i told my wife carolyn i said you know i'm tempted just to call fox news and and ask them you yeah. know they got that program of uh outnumbered where there's four ladies that sit there and there's a man that's outnumbered on the couches and offer myself to come there and be outnumbered and talk about yeah. the Kurdish dilemma, uh, the the Peshmergas and the whole story and, and talk with them and tell them what's happening in, in Kurdistan. And they need to hear it. And uh, the whole world needs to hear it because there is an awesome amount of bloodshed going on over there uh today and tonight and it needs to stop it needs to stop and uh, the sooner it stops the better off it's going to be for them and the better off it's going to be for us because god's going to turn our situation around in america as well and if we're faithful and true to him he'll be faithful and true to us and um, if we're faithful and true to our allies and our friends, and we're honest before them, and truthful, and have integrity, you know, God honors those things. God honors purity, and honesty, and integrity, and, uh, you know, it, it, we've had eight years of, of of bad breath, and everything else for a long time now. It's time for, uh, it's time for us to breathe some good air, uh, I heard an illustration tonight about uh, oxygen, a good, a clean air, clean water, mm-hmm. and good bread. And those three, those three things are essential uh, to give a person life. And every time I go over, I go to those refugee camps and take some bottled water out and some fresh yeah. hot bread. And so uh, then I'm going to now be praying for clean air out there that God will clear the air and uh, not let any dust storms come around them and uh, and give them good, clean air and good, clean bread 
hot bread and good clean bottled water. So um, I just believe God honors those things, and I have all my life. My grandfather taught me that. My grandfather Ingersoll. My dad was the same way, and I learned a lot about serving him and serving people um, around my grandfather and my dad. And I just I'm thankful for it. Well, Charles, uh, uh, just listening to your story on the on the call tonight, your 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 heart is is so heartfelt, humble, and, and, and you're not you're not boasting in any way about these contacts. You you truly have been led to uh, walk as 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 humbly as possible, and and you've made multiple trips over there have impacted these people and uh i mean that's what that's what america's all about to to amen to 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 uh, call us out to help people all over the world in, in the kinds of ways that you're you 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 boots on the ground you've done over the years this is uh just yeah. a, i think it's a great story my god <laughs> well i know god opened that door for me 30 years ago, 1987, the summer of 1987. And uh, I was loyal to them. I still have those friends in uh, North Texas today. And recently they had a rally downtown. Uh, It was was actually uh, after I got back from Kurdistan. And um, before the uh, Kirkuk fell, had a rally downtown and about, uh, I think it was a thousand, at least a thousand Kurds showed up. Wow. Women, children, young people, men, and um, we had a wonderful time marching around the JFK Memorial. And, um, and I had an opportunity to speak to them. They know me, they respect me, and, uh, um, and I love them dearly, and they love me. And they just know that I'm I'm a man of my word. I'm honest to them, and I will do everything within my power to uh, to help them in any way that I possibly can. If I can't do it, I believe God will lead me to somebody else who can do it. So there's a will, and there's a way. So uh, I just I'm not I'm not ready to kick the bucket yet. I'm. I'm ready to keep on fighting and keep on uh, keep on going um, because I just feel like that. Uh, I went to the doctor yesterday, got a good, clean bill of health. My heart is good. Well, that's, my lungs are good. Everything about me is good, and so I'm ready. I'm ready to keep on fighting, Fred. Well, Charles, you have our support and prayers, and we're going to try to get the word out. Uh, through through you know just little connections all of us can just reach any of us on this call right now listening to this story if you know of anyone uh, a local newspaper a local radio station uh you'd be surprised how how meaningful uh you know the 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 experience of listening to a story like this can be for people who have not been exposed to this uh, right. and it's not getting out in the media in any way shape or form so if you do bring this up, pick up the phone. Uh, Charles's name is on our newsletter. It's on our website. Uh, you can you can get his uh, 
is uh, e email. Uh, you know, you listened to the call earlier, but just reach out on Facebook, type in his name into Facebook, friend him, he'll friend you back, and, and, and go from there. And just scroll through his Facebook record. You'll see a lot of these links about the Kurds uh, over the months, days, months, and years. So, hey, Charles, Thanks real, so real much, quick, before, before you go, one connection that you and I and all of us had was was with the We the People Foundation for Constitutional Education. I know you supported Bob Schultz. Just to give you a little heads yes. up, Bob is still in the fight uh, of his life. Uh, he's still battling the beast. And uh, he was on our call uh, for about four or five uh, installments of his life story. And, and as that was going on, he, he, they were really pressuring him in the courts and it got so heavy, so hot, and so ugly that he had to withdraw. But uh, wow! But he's still kicking out there, Charles. So uh, good. Yeah. If you talk to him, tell him hello for me. Because uh, I remember you and I and him were on the were on a, a conference call a long time ago, and yeah, you you and Bob, I think, have exchanged many words over over the years, many years ago. Yes, we have. Yeah. I'm, I'm the one that brought him to Dallas and got him some locations and and people to speak and uh, and uh, Bob's a good man. He's a godly man, and he's yep. a he's a patriot man, patriotic, and he's a freedom fighter. And he yep. just he's one of the best. He's he's fought the fight, and he's been yep. out been out there on the front lines for years. He is definitely a, a good man. Well, that brings me to. Um, uh, brings him to my mind and cautions me to uh, to uh, to pray for him, and I will. Uh, yeah, he needs he needs your prayers, all of us guys. You know, it's been a while, but I, I'm going to reach out to Bob this week to see if he can come back on and try to get this next installment of his life story. Uh, it's an amazing story, Charles, as you probably know, and yeah. and he's getting up and he's getting up in years, but it was just our attempt to you know, flush out and document in an audio file format uh, just an amazing repertoire of, of, of active, inspired, empowered, heartfelt uh, activism on behalf yeah. of the truth and in defense of liberty and freedom for our Constitution here in America. So, yeah. Well, God bless you, Fred, and God bless you. All right, Charles. Uh, Talk to him. I'll pass, him I'll pass the word along that we, that we spoke that you were on our call, okay? Yeah. It'll make it feel good. All right. Charles, thank you and, so much um, for coming on the show. All right, man. God bless. All right. God thank bless. You very much. Take care. We'll stay in touch. Take all care, right. Charles. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you. All right. All right, guys. We can open it up. Uh, anyone? Uh, I think Al Jordan was chatting uh, before Charles came on. Uh, about I don't know if you're still on hell. Oh yeah, he is. He, Come on now. He was talking about the Toyota Corolla. Oh my God. I, I this is a long story, but Al, if you could condense your your Toyota story uh, to like five minutes, uh, I, I I'm gonna partake. Uh, if my car, for example, I've got a we've got a Toyota Corolla that I drive around. It could qualify for this airbag, national airbag uh, court case. 
And uh, Al successfully engineered the legal side of this to get a brand new car without paying anything. Oh, he's such a clever lad. Yeah, he's not uh, unmuting. I'm he's not, not go ahead. He's not unmuting. Okay, he's probably asleep. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me unmute him and see if he responds. <laughs> okay. Are Are you there, Al? Earth calling Al Jordan. Okay. Al, Al Jordan, Alfred. <laughs> okay. Where are you now? Anyway. No, I'm muting him back up, Fred. <laughs> okay. Well, if he unmutes, we'll... We'll, we'll get the story if it's not to, tonight, but uh, well, good, good, good show for uh, Charles. That's a very inspired story. Uh, oh gosh, it's so inspiring. He's a great, great guy. Yeah, it, it's just you know those stories make you feel like you're trying to drop everything and get behind it. You know, there's so much of that. There's so many things happening at once. And in the past, we could do that, or I could anyway. But now, all I can do is. You know, say the prayers and send the energy and the light into every dark corner that comes my way. <laughs> now, Charles, is, he runs his own, I think he's got a, a pretty good uh, barbecue uh, chicken restaurant franchise out there. And that's what he does for a living or something like that. And uh, he's been doing it for many years, but he's got good people that run the run the show. So he's able to take these trips. But uh, he's, he's got a, a he's huge a really, family. Yeah. His, his yeah. wife is really close to him. They're like two peas in a pod. And, uh, he must be in his mid-70s, wouldn't you say, Edie, uh, or maybe, I don't know. Oh, he's yeah, got to be yeah. about Bob, Bob Schultz's age, I think. Yeah, he, he's got grandkids and kids. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, 10, 15, 20 years older than me, maybe. I don't know. Uh, at, <laughs> least, at least 15. But, uh, or... So. It was funny. I was in the Social Security office today, and oh gosh, I met this woman from California and just went through this ordeal. And and she ended up taking my picture on her phone, Fred. And she said, "You're the first person I've." She's in Oregon for an um, was in Oregon for a surgery. She got paralyzed from the waist down, but she walked in there and she was sitting there talking to me, and she was this bright spirit. And I told her about the AU network, and she was her face was lit up, and she said. Oh my God! You're the first person I've met that has a clue. She said, "I could talk about this stuff all day long." She took my picture, <laughs> and really? then she my phone, and she put their phone number in there, you know, in my phone. And and that was the second person I met this this week. Uh, I met another woman when I was buying Halloween candy at the dollar store. She was from Baltimore, Maryland, and. I don't know, somehow we started talking about food additives and it went from there. And I had a heck of a time getting away from her. I mean, I was talking to her for 40 minutes. And she was, she was, oh, I want to take you to lunch. She said, I haven't met anybody like you here since I moved to Washington. <laughs> and you know, it's been a crazy week. I mean, just just the craziest week, you know, uh, things like that, all kinds of stuff happening at once. So I think they're changing constantly, aren't they? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they are. They're, they're, uh, man, kids grow up and, uh, yeah, our, our, our son started, our oldest son started his first official full-time job this week. Oh, uh, what's he doing? Uh, he's, he's, uh, it's not his ideal gig, but he's, he's been the, an assistant varsity baseball coach and he's been working part-time for Northwestern University in the athletic department. 
but he's he's going to be there. There's this athletic club called Echo, and it's it's really really high tech stuff. But uh, he's going to run membership and and be a be a trainer and be involved in selling marketing and all of that. So it, they're going to take him through all of these different things about that side of the business. But he will be a oh. trainer as well. So what a great opportunity! Yeah, yeah. You'll learn but anyway, they, they, have, they have these machines set up, so the more you exercise and use these machines, the whole club is powered by the machines. Oh, yeah, we've got one of those here. That is the neatest idea. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so people that, that go on the treadmill, they're generating electricity, Yeah. and that, that electricity is stored in these high-tech batteries that, uh, that power the club. <laughs> yeah, they have one of those next to my acupuncture I go to up on this really trendy street. And uh, I just saw that and I thought, now there's an idea whose time is a long time coming. <laughs> because you can you can have rows of bicycles in a neighborhood and, and you can power the whole block. There yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot about... of power that we generate yeah. <laughs> when you go on the treadmill or use the bicycle. And it's just, it's an amazing. And, and they have these gyros that coil it uh, and pack it and store it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's pretty high-tech stuff. Yeah, we have a a thing here called the Oregon Country Fair, and it's been going for 46 years, and it's famous worldwide. It's the most organized eco-city on the planet. And they own the property. It's 80 acres, and they have bikes set up there, and you can just hop on, and there's hundreds of people, that thousands of people that pass through there on a weekend. Everybody takes a turn powering the fair by getting on a bike. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. I know. So cool. Uh, and we could do that in every neighborhood, you know? I mean, you could yeah. do that anywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, I was, I was here to make something else. Am I muted or? No, no you're on mute. I was happy to hear Al's story because I have an old Toyota Corolla. <laughs> but uh, I was going to ask you, Fred, if you've yeah. got uh, a contact number for uh, Bob Schultz, because I've got the phone number for Paymon at Freedom Law School, and he's helping Bob with that case. So if you need that, I'll text it to you. Right now my tablet's not working, but I can text you on my phone. Yeah, you can text me. I, I mean, I, I can, I mean, I've got two numbers for Bob. One is their office number, and the other one is his his cell number. That those those are the ones that I use. Uh, you know, oh, and, and the the other comment I was going to make, I said, in light of all these things that we just had in the JFK uh, release and what hasn't been released yet, I'm now beginning to understand why Nixon recorded everything in his office. <laughs> I would be doing the same thing because he had enemies within his own. White House. So I think you can understand why. You mean I, he he had? Uh, you're saying that Nixon knew that he had moles that were undermining him? Yeah. Uh huh. And okay. he was he was trying to ensure that he didn't. Um, well, he wasn't going to take the rap for everything, but you know they had him resign yeah. Uh, yeah. or forced him to resign. So it's not a pretty thing to go through up in the White House. Not pretty in the sense that it's not. You get a lot of backstabbers. Yeah. Oh God. One has to be careful. 
So, but I'll, you know, I'll text you with that with uh, payments number. It's you know, Tracy, in the, when around the time payment was starting the, his school down there, he used to come on our call all the time with us. Yeah, many uh, b- b- back in the early days with um, yeah with Aaron. Yeah, he would show up on the call a lot. Yeah, Remember? and yeah, that's when he was starting his his uh, that project. He had just started it. He's a great guy. I always yeah. liked him. Yeah. You know the story about how he had to escape from Iran, do you? Uh, I have been at Payman's house in in California somewhere many years ago. Yeah, he told me it was uh, they they. They escaped, but they they went over the mountains and through the valleys, and it was this whole family. It was just it's an amazing story. But it was it was right around, you know, when the, when the Shah was exiled, right, or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, they had to get out, of, amazing, get out of Dodge. Yeah, and it's amazing that someone like that uh, from another country teaches us constitutional law in our country. <laughs> I yeah, mean, it's a beautiful thing that he's doing. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, we have to get up. We have to get up really early in the morning. So um, I'm gonna have to uh, come off, get off the call. But I will text you that number shortly. Okay. Uh, no problem, Dickie. Uh, okay. And you get some Corey. sleep. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I was up, I stayed up till eight o'clock this morning. I finally laid down for a couple of hours, um, trying to get my tablet to work right. I couldn't get the newsletter to load. I saw part of it, so everyone well, well. It didn't get released till two o'clock this afternoon because yeah, Steve's son had a real problem last night. He got totally hacked and lost a lot of stuff, so he didn't get the actual newsletter up till this afternoon. Really. Yeah, he's up all night. Yeah, no. Oh, my God. Steve, are you on? Yeah, yeah, he was working on a project, too. So uh, he had to format his whole computer, and then, you know, he backed stuff up, so he had to reload it. So he was up all night, and then he had to get this project done, deadlines tomorrow for for the Oh, my God, Steve. So he was hacked really bad? Yep. Yeah, it shut everything down because he has to rent all that stuff and he he gets paid by the hour you know when he's modeling and, and rendering so you know yeah was he he had to step all night all night to get his computer back up oh god he's awesome oh, sorry to hear that he said yeah he said i didn't have a choice he said i he didn't just blur up until after he got everything going and he said no this is a big project so yeah it happens I tell you, it's crazy. So So the only thing I was going to say is I'm going to send that now because they say for the next three days that even our cell phones might not work. So I better get that off to you while I can. Okay. Oh, because of this Antifa thing on on the 4th. Yeah. Yeah, the the DOD is running these drills uh, that are going to be across the entire country where they're you know, we had our power was out in Evanston for some kind of a test for several hours today. It was really strange. Everybody's, and they announced it in advance like a week ago, but out of the blue, I mean, everybody's power was out. You know, it's like, okay, you know, how, how, 
I don't know if we lost our food or whatever, but uh, I was gone the whole day. But, uh, yeah, it was nuts. It happened here, too, a couple of days ago up for in a couple of districts outside of Portland, uh, 55,000, 5,200 people. My, one of my friends, Joette, called me and said, we haven't had power for six hours. She said, I don't know why. And then when I was talking to her, it came back on. And she said, well, thanks for talking to me and bringing the power back. <laughs> but, no, they didn't. And, yeah, those, what is it, EMP? They're they're doing experiments to what would happen if we had a you know the huge coronal mass ejection or. Oh, yeah. They have to all that plan for the next three days. So, well, I'm gonna get that off, and everybody has a good night and stay safe for the next three days. And all right. Good night, Dixie. Get some sleep. Good night, y'all. Thanks Thank for coming on. Bye bye. Yep. Oh, it's crazy. It's times. Gosh, just everything happening. <laughs> Is Al still connected, or is he? Or is uh, no, his, na- his name's there, but I—he's got himself okay. muted, and Sam's okay. on, and Ray, and Steve, and Kelly, and Gary. And, <laughs> but when the names are muted, sometimes they're actually not there anymore. <laughs> I don't know; they don't okay. go away, unless the person hangs up while they're still active. I think I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I'm sure. Sometimes they lurk in the background, Fred, and when we're gone, then they all come out and start talking to each other. <laughs> it's like a little mice, you know. They're so cute. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, the kids, a lot of, lot of trick-or-treaters. I mean, it was cold, though. We didn't have as many because it was too cold, but uh, when you're driving around, you see, you know, earlier in the week, on the weekend, there were a bunch of little neighborhoods, and, you know, they have these organized neighborhood uh, trick-or-treat things for, for you know, yeah, a lot of businesses yeah. in these little towns, you know. They almost, yeah. you almost have to do that for the kids, you know, because what's safe anymore? Yeah, yeah, they can't be out past dark at all. It's very Yeah, they start tricking. There's 103 apartments in this two-block complex I live in, and there's probably 50 or 60 kids. I thought, oh, we're just going to be inundated. And then at 4 o'clock, I had a, a, one of the girls that knows me here. She's the cutest little girl. She brought some people over, and I gave them some candy. And then uh, about an hour later, the door knocks again, and it's her with another group of kids. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> figures, oh, wow. She's real tenacious. You know, she figures out where the candy is, and then she takes these people. And then so she gets candy twice. And um, and then I talked to this little group of little Afro-American boys, and now they were about 10, and they was kind of running around. I said, well, I got candy here. I went outside. I said, I got some candy. You know? And they said, we just don't know who do- whose doors to knock on. So I talked to the manager, and I said, we should get these little pumpkins, and everybody that wants the kids to get, get, come should put this this picture of a pumpkin on their door. Um you know, so, but finally, I just loaded up my pockets. I have to walk about a block, a block and a half to empty my garbage. I'm honestly telling you the truth. Oh, you're kidding me? Yeah, oh, I have all these no. little carts, you know, and so, because it's yeah. up the street and then across the street. And um, and so I just stuffed all the candy I had into the pockets of my jacket and I gave it all away on the way to empty my garbage. Because <laughs> the kids were walking. So I said, oh, trick or treat. And I, you know, I throw it in the Oh, that's face. funny. Good for you. I know. Sweetie. It's hilarious. Well, I needed to get out, you know. <laughs> oh, well. There's oh. always fun to be had somewhere, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boy. Well, 
Well, Ray, thanks, are uh, you? Yeah. Is Ray, Ray there? Well, I saw yeah. him, but he's unmuted, so I don't know. I think everybody Here. else is sleeping. <laughs> I'm here. Want to say hi while you were yeah, there? Yeah, thank you, Ray. Thank you again for your advice about shingles. Um, I, I hope they don't come back. I I, I am eating my, my nuts again, but I, I'm, I'm doing it in moderation. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've just barely started back eating nuts. I don't know. I should have wanted more of those shingles myself. Yeah. I seem to be, whatever happened, I, I changed my diet really quickly. I went on those meds, and uh, it just went away. So I never had any pain. It was not itching at all. I mean, there was maybe one little tenderness on one of the red dots on my wrist, but that's about it. There was, And then there was the indication that it was couple on my face, but they went away pretty quick. Yeah, so like thank God. Very successful then. Uh, I lost one night of sleep due to extreme pain, but that's all, just one. Well, that's, uh, that's well, good. Thank Fred. God. Thank good. God. That's, thank you for yeah, the feedback. It's, it's a sign that um, your immune system is strong. Good. I, I've been, I'm keeping my weight off. I'm working out, uh, being four, you know, four and five days a week. Uh, so, and I'm doing my therapy for my rotator cuff on my shoulder. You know, it's really gotten a lot better. For a while there, it felt like my shoulder was falling off, my right shoulder. Mm-hmm. I could barely move my arm above my above my head. It was so painful. But uh, anyway, I've been doing these exercises, therapy. You know, my my sessions ran out, so I'm not I'm not able because they're too darn expensive. The insurance wouldn't cover it for more than uh, you know X number of them. But I'm applying what I learned in my own time. Yeah, I'm gonna do those things for sure. Yeah. Anybody got a, got a story? Want to want to share something? I'm going to be hitting the road again pretty soon here, but uh, feel free to speak up. Hope hope everyone is doing well, and and uh, as we enter the 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 dark, cold, late God. part of the year. <laughs> oh, that's not helping me any, that's for sure. <laughs> But I love being outside. It's warm, mild weather here. I mean, I'm glad to, I'm glad to have it. I don't want to be cold. Yeah. Well, yeah, it yeah. takes some getting used to. Seventy-three, I think. Right, right, around seventy-three. Feels great, then, Steve. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Nice down there. It's fall yeah. this time of the year. Wow. I know. Too bad we can't. Hey Ray, Ray, what happened to that dog? That dog in Louisiana is Mike okay? Is he still alive? Mike is alive. Uh, no more dogs. I, he he's had a dog since then. I don't know if he still has one now. Yeah. And he got yeah, a job. Yeah, those were the days. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
doing some mowing with a, with a big machine like a tractor, I think. But uh, yeah, it's still kicking. And one of the guys on that tape was Trevor from Arizona. I don't know if you remember that guy. Trevor Oyate, remember him, Stevie? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he he would come on back in the Aaron, Aaron days. But, uh, yeah, I wonder what he's up to. He's still... Uh, he used to get a big coffee Yeah, Tom Hemingway uh, contacted me on Facebook. He was really one of the coordinators of... Uh, Oh, I remember him well. Remember Tom? Oh, yeah, I remember everybody. <laughs> People yeah, in my uh, mind. Yeah. Tom was down in Arizona about a month ago, and he and he privately texted me on Facebook or whatever. He says, "Do you know this guy, Trevor?" And, and I, I wasn't thinking, and, and I said, "I don't have any clue." Who this. And oh no! I thought, oh my God! This is Trevor Yaffe. I remember him, man. <laughs> He was a guy who was really a bizarre character, but uh, he was out there, so to speak, you know, in, in the country bushes of Arizona, fighting the good fight. He had Indian ancestry and very supportive of Aaron and everything else. And knew John Stewart, remember John Stewart? Yeah, and, oh, know, yeah. definitely. Yeah, John personally. yeah uh, I think about uh, uh, him from time to time. Oh, gosh. I think Trevor was on one night years ago with Walter Reddy. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we all we all worked together at the same time there. Yeah, Walter was part of the Vote and Sunshine project. I oh know. yeah, he's the one that carried the tally we did that I added up. He carried it across the thing to you in the big thing, <laughs> while Mary Beth and I cleaned up the rest of the the mess that everybody left. That was a great oh, my great time. God. That was fun, man. Yeah. Jim Palmasada was there too. Oh my God! And Bonnie Brokaw. Bonnie Brokaw. Bonnie Brokaw. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, gosh, there's I can't even remember who all was there. Yeah. Oh yeah. We had quite a crew going there. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Condit. Yes, well, Jim yeah. Condit and his kids. Oh my God, I love that yeah. man. <laughs> I know I hear his name every week on the notice on our call, and I just go, Jim, where are you? But, yeah, we need to get him back on. I hope he's okay. He's the hardest guy to get a hold of. He's almost impossible. <laughs> oh, but he's still out there, still out there doing fighting the good fight. But uh, Well, Didi, I'm going to be heading out to see my mom for Thanksgiving. Oh, well, have a great time. I hope the weather's yeah, good here for you. I, I, can, I can only do it from Monday to Friday just to save on airfare, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. I have to, or Sunday, late Sunday I arrive, and then uh, Friday morning at 10 o'clock I have to leave right after Thanksgiving. Oh. But, uh, Are you just going by yourself then, huh? Yeah, just by myself, yeah. It, it, it's been more than a few years since we... We used to go, Mary Beth and the boys and I would always go for Thanksgiving. And for for three or four years, our boys have been in the football state championships, you know. Yeah. And it's been a conflict. We we can't go anywhere. And, and yes. for, two, for two of those years, I stood back and was with my mom. And my mom and I would watch the, the game on online. 
Yeah. And and the boys and Mary Beth would be at the game. But uh <laughs> that's fun. Well that was good. You're such a loyal yeah. she you know, she probably won't be around for a whole lot more Thanksgiving. No, I know. But yeah. I that. She's eighty nine and Wow. We're preparing for her ninetieth in March of next year. We're all gonna be out there celebrating her birthday. That's that's wow. the next birthday. So we're gonna have a party, big party for her. Okay. Great. And there's more and more of her friends keep, you know, passing away. It's just oh, how it yeah. goes, you know. It's really tough. Yeah, and it, it's you know, even at my age, I mean, I'll be seventy in February. It's hard to believe. I had to show my ID today to the Social Security guy. <laughs> He's like, "You're not seventy. and I go, "Yeah." But um, but so many people I know have been dying for twenty years now. You know, heart yeah. attacks, and and I go, "Where? Yep. You know, where's all these people?" I just uh, sit down and look at the people who have died, and they're they're too young to be dying in droves. You know? I know, I know. <laughs> but I'm, I always like to see someone that's you know, live their full life like your mom, you know, still still being able to enjoy her family and that's really a gift. <laughs> uh she 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 just loves to hear the stories of what the kids are up to, you know, just picking up the phone, updating her mm-hmm. uh, just week to week. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. uh and, and God love her. Thanks that's yeah. what families are all about. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll talk at everybody next week then. Um, yeah, good, been a good call. And hopefully Al will be, Al was under the weather again this week, but hopefully he'll, he'll come up for some air and we'll get this. Al and I wanted to do this presentation a couple of weeks ago, but we'll we'll try it again next week and maybe we'll plug another guest in on the side. But uh, anyway, that's about it. Yeah, Fred, maybe we can do a, a follow-up with with uh, who? Oh, Mark. by the way, I did talk to Ed. Uh, we got to get uh, uh, Ed uh, is going to call Jim Palmisano, Steve, because uh, he's having trouble sitting at the table and working with the computer because, I don't know, it's just a long story. But um, I said, Ed, look, I cannot be there. You have to get into those accounts yourself with your own email. And that's the bottom line. So you got to get this done in the next few days. The 11th is not that far away. So anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he still has he still has a, a window, Fred. Like you said, he still has got a, yeah. a window. Yeah. That's what Steve. Yeah, there'll be, there'll be a grace period. I think a grace period for domains is like 90 days minimum. I think. That's what Steve said. Steve Jr. said 90 days. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, enjoy that weather down there, Steve. It's cold up here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's no putting it off. It's coming. (laughs) Yeah, it's coming. It's coming, definitely. Hopefully, but, you know, last two years, we've had mild winters here in Chicago, so hopefully it won't be so bad. The, the earthquakes and hurricanes stay away from Chicago. Oh, yeah, we, we had that terribly brutal cold winter all winter last year. Ice storm, I couldn't get out of my door for eight days. <laughs> yeah, we had a couple, three of those storms, and I'm hoping that I'm get, we're going to have a milder winter, too. I always pray for that. 
Now, Dee, are you on the are you on the Oregon side? Are, are you? No, I'm side? not, Fred. I'm 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 13 miles where, from where I was for that last year and a half. You know, in northeast okay. Portland. But no, okay. I I can get to my friends. I mean, I'm. I'm about, oh, 10 minutes or so, 15 from the 205 that goes across the gorge on Columbia River to Portland. I-5 is just okay. about five minutes from me. And I'm like, you know, oh. eight or 10 miles across the river, not that far. Yeah. Uh, less than that, actually, depending on which interstate you take, because there's two yeah. of them that I'm in between. But, you know, I'm actually kind of liking it up here, Fred. The traffic's lighter. The services are great. Uh, I just lost all my Oregon services at the end of uh, the month, yeah. and they don't have anything like Oregon Health Plan here that was paying for me to go to acupuncture once a week. Oh, but uh, uh, but you know I'm I you know and I don't have National College of Naturopathy anymore, but okay. I still you know have mainstream Medicaid services if I want them and. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so, but I, I don't like bathing in the fluoride. I, I don't drink it, and I don't even like oh, washing I know. dishes oh, in it or anything. Know. It does oh, make a difference, baby. It's dirty water, you know, and I'm used to yeah. it. I, I thought I was going to have a chance to go back there, but it turned out that it's not going to work out. So, oh, um, but, but other than that, you know, living here like this in a bottom apartment, it's my first real apartment like this. But the people are great. A lot of them don't speak English, but they're very gentle people, the Hispanics, and there's a few Chinese yeah. and uh, Afro-Americans, and they're they're getting more whites in here. My brother and I are, you know, on either side of the street. It's nice having him nearby. We watch the Dodger games together, most of them. Oh, that's but, good. Um, yeah, uh, but I like I like the... There's still a, there's a lot of trees and you know the air is good and there's not nearly as much traffic as, as there is in Portland. That's actually a real relief for me. <laughs> I was getting tired of that. We're not used to that. It's pretty hideous. So, but I spend a lot of time doing stuff over there. So I'm back and forth. But I still say I live in Portland, even though all my ID says I don't now. <laughs> well, you still have your PO box, right? Oh yeah, I'll have that. Yep, that's the one where okay. my everything goes. Yeah, I have to have that, Fred. You've seen how many times I've had to move. <laughs> oh, I know. Gosh. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. So I always feel like I moved somewhere for a reason. So I, yeah. I always make friends, and everything sort of, you know, people seem to like me here, and I like the kids, and they seem to gravitate toward me. So I feel like I'm always somewhere for a reason. I'm not that's even great. exactly sure yeah. what it is, but in this case, I can afford to live here, so <laughs> that's one thing. Well, yeah. it's a lot cheaper. That's really it helps. Uh, yeah, and and it every, I have every little bit helps. And my rent is the same as my Social Security, which is only six hundred dollars. So the rest of it I still have to earn, but um, but that gives me a, a relief, you know, knowing that's always going to be paid, and. Uh, I just had a friend let me put one. Actually, it was his idea to put all my storage, which was costing me more than I could afford, and I was getting ready to lose yeah. it. Is now in in a in a free garage. So, um, oh, that's was, that's a godsend. Yeah, that is a godsend. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I know. Nice. So I I always feel like I'm given what I need, you know, and I I yeah. don't. You know, I don't fight or feel like I don't have because that's not any way to get anything. You know, I always yeah. feel like I have enough abundance and enough of 
whatever it is I actually need um, for the most part, you know, and somehow it all seems to come, you know. Yeah. So I feel very blessed. All right. Well, thank you, Dee Dee. Thank you, Steve, Betty, whoever is listening. Uh, may, may you have a blessed week, and may we all be protected and supported. Pray for Charles Lingerfeld, uh, Curtis, fan, Curtis and family, and, and for him personally to, to get what he want, wants to get done. And uh, I'm heading home, guys. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go too, Fred. Right. Good night. Thank you All so right. much. Good night, guys. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Betty, have a good one, guys. Have a great week. Bye-bye. A-U-N, American Underground Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.